0: You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droitwich Standard Podcast with me, Tristan Harris and Claire as well. Talk through the news. Hi there, Tristan. Hi. Well, the big news in Bromsgrove straight after a bank holiday weekend is the local plan. Now, we were summoned yesterday to the council house for a um, press briefing and it was basically about the local plan that um, it's... In its production now, so that it's the next stage they're preparing for. That's going to go before um, the cabinet next week, and then on the twenty fifth of September it will go before the full council, and then from the thirtieth of September that's when the next stage will start proper. And what it is is it's a plan. Whereby Bromsgrove will be outlining between two thousand and twenty three, because it's going to take five years to do this plan, uh, from two thousand and twenty three to two thousand and forty, where it wants its homes, um, and it's going to build. I think it's um, it's three hundred and seventy nine a year, so six thousand four hundred and forty three between two thousand and twenty three and two thousand and forty. Wow. And the plan is to be used as a planning document. So if, if developers come forward with sites and things, they say, oh, I want to build here. They say, well, no, it's not in the local plan. They can use that as a legal tool to um, get that, the right housing they want where they want it. So
1: how often do they have to do these plans?
0: Well, I think this is like the first one for Bronx. Oh, okay. This is like just starting and they, now. So they've got a plan and for the next 30 got a plan years, for basically. for the next, well, um, years. 15 years. Because okay. it's uh, 23 to oh, just about okay. 17 years. Yeah. It is. Um, and then what they'll do is um, they can... Uh, outline the business properties they they want sites that are sustainable and obviously when you build houses you want all the all the stuff there that people can have so you want you need the road infrastructure in place you need to make sure there's enough gp surgery space you need school space Um, you need public transport links so you want all that ideally and what they'll be doing is they've already done a, a green belt review I mean, shocking this is, and you'll hear it in the interview we're going to hear in a minute, but um, a Green uh, Bromsgrove District is 89% green belt. Wow. So it's only 11% built on. Um, but it does mean, obviously, that this green belt is split into green fields and brown fields, and brown fields are obviously the ones where the... Um, they've been used before and greenfield is just fresh greenfield so what do you mean
1: by be used, like being used before
0: so say if it's um if it's a site that's in the green belt but it's being built unlike there's a garden center that's oh, come okay. up recently right. but now they want to change that to um, build housing on it so that's actually classed as brownfield site because it, it's already been used it's already hmm. been but the greenfield site because of the sheer magnitude of Bromsgrove green fields they're going to have to build on that to accommodate these houses so, we had this briefing yesterday, and there 's going to be a call for sites on September the thirtieth um, onwards. People who have got land in Bromsgrove can put forward their land their plots of land and say they want to use them for um because of course some housing. of these farmers
1: could make a lot of money yeah they
0: could and and like even even other businesses um i 've heard of other businesses in the past, like the Garden Center, and there 's another couple as well that aren't as viable as they were, so they want to maybe give half their land or maybe all of their land for housing. Now, the council will assess which each one individually and choose the most viable ones, the most sustainable for sustainable property. The other thing as well that's going on is they've done a green belt review. So they've, they've cut the district up into 60 little pockets and they've assessed every single one um, with regard to... Um, how well it's working as a green belt because they went through what the green belt means and it means to you know it's, it's to stop urban sprawl and it's to stop say Birmingham going into Bromsgrove and towns merging and things like that. Mm. What they did say, um, which I haven't mentioned um, in the report or um, in the interview, is the one thing is clear at the moment is Bromsgrove don't want to be like a Redditch or a Milton Keynes, you know, where they just Redesign the whole town. Hmm. They don't think that they want to keep They want to keep the way it is, but they just obviously want more housing, which we need. Hmm. So, I caught up with Councillor Adam Kent, who is the portfolio holder for planning, and here's what he had to say. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And we're here to discuss um, a consultation now.
2: On um, well, explain a bit about the document to us, and tell us all about it. Right. Okay. Probably better if I if I run you through the various sections that we've actually got. Um, We've already run an issues and options consultation response, uh, which has been going on for uh, nearly 18 months now, I believe. And out of that, we've had 3,500 comments back from various stakeholders and whatever else in terms of the actual physical plan. And what we're about to do now is take a document forward with a plan update and further consultation and subsequently a call for sites in September. Now, this is to establish... Uh, a local plan for the districts, for Bromsgrove districts, between now and 2040. So it's quite a length length of time. Well, a plan can take up to five years to produce, to be honest. We're we're 18 months down the line so far. And obviously what we're trying to do is make sure that we're engaging with as many people as possible and ensuring that we get the full feedback from all of those uh, strategic partners and residents and everything else involved. And um, those responses help us decide what direction the actual plan takes so it's not like we're creating policy at this stage we're gathering information and um, part and parcel of that is to see what is available and then everything is weighted in terms of the sites that are put forward to ensure that they're sustainable and they meet the needs of the residents that might potentially be living there so by that you've got to make sure you've got the right local transport links you've got to make sure you may have public transport access and all of the other elements for sustainability, like schools, GP surgeries and everything else as well. What we don't really want to see is putting any burden on existing settlements, really, other than, you know, the capacity that they actually have. Now... Quite a surprising um, statistic to come out from myself, anyways, that
0: Bromsgrove district is actually 89% green belts, not yeah. green fields. Obviously, there's greenfield and brownfield within the green belt. So, 89% of it is green belt. So, the long and short
2: of it is, is some of the green belt will have to be built on. Unfortunately, I think that's, that's really quite a correct assessment. Um, we're not like Birmingham or those areas that have a heavy industrial past or anything like that with lots of factories or other sites that can be reclaimed. Obviously, wherever possible, we'll be, we'll be endeavouring to do that. That's one of the priorities that we've got. But at the end of the day, there is an acceptance that, that we will have to use some Greenbelt, I believe. So the green belt, then, it's been split up into 60 parcels. That's right. So they've been divided up, and you'll be assessing each one. On well, how it's been performing as green belt? Explain to us a bit about that. Well, effectively, there's three different ways that you um, you assess the green belt. Um, it's in its strategic performance in terms of where it is. Um, there's also, if you let me just refer to the actual document as well, and I'll give you the actual exact wording rather than um, rather than give you. Something that's slightly incorrect, so if you just bear with me one second. The first part is we've got to, you've got to check the unrestricted sprawl of large built-up areas. So what you don't want to do is have areas running forwards. You, one of the other guidelines is to prevent neighbouring towns merging into one another. So you yeah. lose the identity of the towns. And the third purpose that's relevant to Bromsgrove is really is to assist safeguarding the countryside from encroachment. So each of the parcels of land is measured on that. But that doesn't effectively mean that it is either suitable for development or not. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a government measurement technique used to try and establish where we should really be looking at putting housing. And that's, um, that analysis has already been done. Yes.
0: But obviously it will now determine on whether you can build sustainable development on the
2: sites best suited to it. I mean, at this stage, obviously, it's information gathering. Nothing's actually been set in stone. Everything that we do will have to be measured. It will have to be put in a format that will meet the government guidelines, the national planning policy framework, and sustainability measurements. So I think really what you will find is if sites are accepted, we've got to make sure that they are the very best and most suitable sites for housing. And with that in mind,
0: you're actually asking a call for sites. So anybody who's got land in Bromsgrove who thinks
2: it could be good for development, potentially, they're being urged to get in touch with you. Yeah, and we are expecting to get far more submissions than land we actually need. So, I mean, that process is ongoing. A lot of people have already or already continually submit the land, land in. But yes, that is a fair assumption of it. Yeah, we're, We've got a call for sites, I think the word is.
0: So if anybody has got some land that they think could potentially... Obviously, not everybody's going to uh, get the uh, the outcome they want. But
2: um, how should they get in contact with you? I think the Cabinet papers will be published shortly and then the, it goes to full council. At that point in time, it becomes a public document and you can follow the relevant elements through that. They'll all be on Bromsgrove's website. <laughs> And we've already had
0: 3,500 responses from last year's um, issues and options when people were asked what they thought of, what kind of housing they'd like to see and business development and where they'd like to see it. But as you said um, to me earlier, it's an ever-changing document and you would like to hear from more residents
2: as well, community groups, parish councils, everyone. We have to ensure that what we do fits the people that live in Bromsgrove District. That's the whole goal of this, really. And any information or any observations or suggestions or ideas or thoughts about what they would like to see what they don't like even to a certain extent and what they feel would benefit them I mean you're talking about all sorts of different you've got from young people all the way up to pensioners really so and businesses and strategic partners so yes we're interested in hearing from everybody.
0: That was Councillor Adam Kent there telling us all about the next stage of the local plan. So watch this space because that's going to be developing over the coming months and years, in fact. On to other news now. Um, The big story in which There was quite a few, um, I thought this had gone out, you know, the catalytic converter thefts. I thought that was a thing of the past, but um, clearly not. Um, Garages across Droit which have been left counting the cost after a spate of catalytic converter thefts over the last week, leaving owners out of pocket by tens of thousands of pounds. Why
1: are people stealing these?
0: Well, the government have brought stuff in, um, legislation in, whereby you shouldn't be able to sell scrap metal unless you've got a proper licence and ID and, 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 and everything's registered. But there must still be... Um, some areas out there. Talking um to the officers, they say, you know, there's not really any scrap dealers in Witchaven or or not many that many in Worcestershire. Um so they might be going to other areas like Birmingham and the Black Country. Um who knows where they're getting rid of these, but what they do is they climb under the car and they slice off the cat- catalytic converter, that part of the exhaust. And then they um, go and sell it on.
1: So, sorry, I'm just such a dummy as far as cars <laughs> yeah. go. So the, catal- the catalytic converter yeah. is that um, long tube thing. Yeah, it's which... kind of like
0: it's, it's, it's it's the, um, it, it's to do with the emissions, isn't it? And, okay. And, and, and making the but emissions But it's a nice safe. big, chunky which bit nice of metal. It's a nice big, chunky bit of metal. And what they were saying is a lot of the ones that they target are 4x4s four and stuff, of course, because... There's a big gap so you can get under if you've got a low sports car, you know, unless you get, they're not going to, they're not going to go in and jack it up. Mm. And, and as if they're changing a tyre and go under, they're going to do it um, like to the the cars that they can get under. Um, one owner, Data from the Carlot Worcestershire, he's had eight vehicles targeted over the weekend. He's put up a £500 reward for information leading to the conviction wow. of these.
1: Do, uh, we, do we know how much one catalytic, I can't right, even say I, the word, catalytic can I, converter? how much it would go for? I think I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not,
0: in the grand scheme of things, a lot of money. But I suppose if you've got a lot of them, mm. then you can, you'll can. you get a fair amount. But it's nothing compared to the amount it costs for the garage to put but, a new one on for the person. How um, annoying. And one of the garage owners, there was the car lot Worcestershire um, in Droywich, also targeted was droid carriage co that had six vehicles um done over and droid diesel services um had three now we've, i've spoke to the owners of all the garages and i mean they're mainly concerned about obviously the legislation not working because if if people can't sell things on they're not going to steal things in the first place so that's that's the main thing i think one of the expressions they used was cut off the dragon's head if you cut off the dragon's head then the dragon dies doesn't it and uh and you slay this problem. Um, a lot of the time, they even cut either side of the catalytic converter. They cause more damage, so that has to be repaired as well. So it, it costs. So the owner of the car gets a new catalytic converter anyway, um, because um, you know the garage has to replace it. The um, the thief gets the metal. So it really is the garage owners who are losing out here.
1: But I know, I know this might be a really stupid question, but it seems like a lot of trouble to climb under a car and grab this piece of metal. I mean, why don't people steal, like, the bonnet of cars or something? I
0: don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's... It, it probably all depends how much metal's in it, doesn't it? Because if you think about a catalytic converter, there's probably metal inside and the inner workings of it. Maybe when it's melted down, there's more metal per centimetre than, than a mm, car bonnet. It just seems weird. If
1: anyone, if anyone knows, maybe they could get in touch with us. I think it's probably just metal. as well. We don't know isn't it because that that
0: could implicate us (laughs) Uh, we know how much metals in every single part of the car will be a suspect (laughs) for uh, a couple of journalists to know um and they said these people are quite brazen you know what i mean they're walking along they're not really covering up they're not really um you know they're not they just seem like that they don't they're not going to get caught they seem they they seem just happy to just go as if they're going on, on on a country stroll so
1: frustrating
0: I spoke to Sarah Kent from George Safe and neighborhood team because um, there was a complaint that the police weren't doing enough. Um, she said the officers would be visiting the businesses to um, review CCTV and talk to them about upgrading the security measures um, as well. It's just one of them problems. Um, the police have always said to us that you know they can pretty much tell what the price of metals doing when all of a sudden you get a lot of Catalytic converter, say stolen and stuff, it, it's almost like you know, in a, 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 like a stock exchange in a warped mm. way, um, where people buy and sell, they buy buy low, them, yeah. buy low and sell high and stuff. In this in this sense, if if like lead prices go up you see a lot more church roof thefts and and things like that. It's just it's almost as if the uh the, the thieves are watching the markets.
1: I, I hope I haven't put any ideas out there if people start having their bonnets <laughs> oh, ripped yeah, off yeah, or something. To, well that'll be
0: next week's story. <laughs> but anybody who knows anything about these, uh please get in contact with the police. one oh one or Crime Stoppers O eight hundred Triple five triple one and let's I mean these hardworking garage owners, you know? They're out there all hours selling um, you know Making sure cars are roadworthy, doing everything, and then their livelihoods are affected like this. So hopefully that all um, come to an end. And um, we've got a really sad story now. Like uh, we can't say much about this. I will say before we go into it uh, because it's an ongoing court case. It's not due to finish till the start of next week. Uh, it's At Redditch Magistrates Court, a woman has denied animal cruelty charges after a number of horses were found um emaciated in a barn in Stoke prior last year. This was a big story at the time. There was there were some dramatic shots of the uh and drastic shots of the horses. Um they were basically down to the bare bones. Um defendant Annette Nally, 49, appeared at Redditch Magistrates Court for the start of a trial yesterday. We will be following this. Um, we've got the court case is going to run until next week so we'll have we won't be able to give bring people the the verdict um, but we will give you the latest um, and there'll be updates on our website throughout the week she pleaded not guilty to four charges of causing unnecessary suffering to horses um, it comes after a dead horse was followed in Aswood Lane uh, was, was discovered sorry, in Aswood Lane Barn um, which Nally rented, along with 16 others in poor health, all without food or water and standing in their own pieces. So it's not very nice. I read this on um, the website last night,
1: Tristan, uh, and it made me just have tears. Uh, and they only got found because some of the horses escaped or something, uh, which yeah, is just remember. horrific. I mean, if those poor horses hadn't escaped and people had followed them back, they wouldn't have yeah. even discovered the others. But
0: well, we can't say too much because it's our go-to. We don't want, to, uh, mm. you don't want to risk crossing the line with evidence and uh, etc. So, um, Yeah. Um, some of them were put to sleep on a local vet's recommendation. We're going to have updates on that story and we'll be bringing you we'll probably be able to bring you the verdict next week um, Now on to happier news we've got um, the Droitwich Salt Fest going on next weekend I don't know if you've got this in your ed- ed- entertainment roundup. Um, it starts on Friday, it's a three day event, it used to be run by, primarily by Witchhaven District Council um, but um, It's kind of like they've taken a bit of a back seat now. And Councillor Mark Craigie and uh, landlord of the Garden's Arms, Simon Berry, are now running the festival. And it's going to be bigger and better than ever. It's going to be 160 stalls showcasing products and services. There's a fireworks display on the Friday evening. The Pamela May 2, we'll have to get them in at some point. That's uh, Canal Barge, um, which is all electric and completely environmentally friendly. And it's going to give out rides to the community. That's going to be running short. Um, canal boat trips there's going to be greek street food real ale obviously um, and uh, duck races fishing competitions dog shows traditional salt making it's going to be a big showcase of all things droitwich and the organizers say they want everyone from the west midlands to come and join them in celebrating all things droitwich so we'll be previewing that also on saturday obviously we've got the allotment thing that we did last week the allotment open day um, roundhill allotments. So don't forget that. The Police and Fire open day as well in Bromsgrove is um uh, this Saturday. Um Salt Fest is next Saturday. This is this is or next Friday to Sunday. This is this weekend we're talking now just in case any confusion. And yeah the police and fire service you can go and have a ride in a fire engine. Try that smokehouse thing. Try on police uniforms and have a go with riot shields and ask the police and fire about every aspect of their job. So that's a quite interesting uh thing to do on Saturday afternoon took the kids they absolutely love it there's like treasure hunts and colouring competitions and all sorts so that's all good and then I'm going to leave from the news section I don't know if you saw this over the weekend Mr. T's ice cream mm. did you see this?
1: nope <laughs>
0: well on Saturday, because I live in, in Northfield, we went, to, we went on a bat walk around Kings Norton on Saturday evening. And then Louise was like, she knows just everything. She just follows all this social media stuff. She goes, Mr. T's coming. And I'm like, Mr. T, like the guy from the A team. And she's like, no, no, not that Mr. Oh, cause T. Oh, because I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. racking
1: my brains for what, did, what was his catchphrase. No, I no, wanted to say it. Oh, it's no fool. I ain't
0: getting on no plane. <laughs> that was it. I ain't no fool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that Mr. T. That's what I
1: was trying to say. <laughs>
0: that's the worst impression ever. Um, <laughs> Mr. T, Mr. T-double-E. Apparently, he's this ice cream genius. Well, I know he is now because I've tried <laughs> one of his ice creams. And what he does is he goes around in an ice cream van, but nobody knows where he's going to turn up. So he'll rock up, and he's been in Bromsgrove before, but this is the first I've heard of him. And he was in Bourneville on a Saturday night. So we went to see him. His ice creams are about £5 each, um, which sounds a lot, but there's, if you think about it, you've got um, like, you know, a standard bolty tub you'd get mm. um, from a takeaway. And then you have like, however many. Um, kind of, you know, the uh, Mr. Whippy. You'd have so many, like, six Mr. Whippies mm. in there. Oh, wow. And then... On one he, ice does, cream. he does themed ones. Yeah. So he does, like, Ferrero Rocher, we had. So there was four Ferrero Rochers on there. Mm. And then there was Sauce, Fudge Incorporated... And it's, and it's based, you couldn't eat one whole. So, mm. to be you honest, share in them? the grand scheme of things, £5 between two people, because you'd have to share it. Mm. Um, and then the girls had this um, bubblegum one, which um, probably wasn't the best thing to give them late at night, because it had like fizzy red and blue bottles and blue sauce on it and stuff, which is obviously going to keep them awake. And um, yeah, this you're, ice cream was amazing. I'm just going to get you're this You're looking on my for phone it on there. your phone? Um, just, we'll, we'll Just have to put show a photo you up. these. Uh, Mr. T King of Desserts but when I was broadcasting my radio show on Sunday um, my wife Louise mentioned she said should we go again tonight he's in Bromsgrove and I'm like oh god so I just quickly I didn't have time to write the story so I just shared it to the Facebook page and then there were so many like interactions going. oh we love mr t when's it where is he where's he going to be but he doesn't reveal till like about half an hour before oh, okay. where he's going to be but he was he was um, by the queen's head in the strand hmm. um but if you just look at oh he's in red oh he's in redditch as well he was in redditch on the 26th of august
1: so, so. what he's he puts the information <laughs> so on his social is, media uh,
0: let me just show you um there's the that's the King Roche I try. Oh
1: my goodness! If you, if you, if I could describe this picture, it really is six of if those scroll, ninety-nine plate things, and up. then four, three big balls of chocolate, yeah, which looks like nuts Rochers. in there, and oh my god, that looks amazing! Yeah, that, that looks yeah, that me... looks like it should be for about six people.
0: Oh yeah, and then we've got this was the bubblegum one. There's just Mister T. He's just if he's stopping near a town near you, that was the bubblegum extravaganza. That w-
1: that one looks like it would make me sick. It's <laughs> yeah. bright blue well. and. <laughs>
0: I, it's no wonder they didn't get to sleep on Saturday night, to be honest. <laughs> but he's got all sorts, and he's, he's got all that. Maybe you'll do an orange twirl one when that comes out.
1: Amazing. And so he literally just posts where he's going to be on his social media, yeah, and everyone flocks there. Yeah, he, just, he just rocks there. up around
0: the country, and then, yeah. and then you do get people going, oh, will you come to Norfolk, please? Will you come to... And he, he just goes around the country, and he just rocks up. He sells his ice cream for, I think it's like a four-hour window. He was there from like six o'clock till half ten.
1: And what sort of guy is he? Just a, it's just, a random, it's just, it's just an average just, just, guy. guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just, even just... a special ice cream van or anything. No,
0: it's just, it's just, it's <laughs> just, it's, just, it's, it's, it's amazing. This, Next time he's here, you're going to have to. try This him is, him the it is the weirdest story. It is the weirdest story ever, and I couldn't believe it, that he was such a phenomenon. Hmm. And just to show you what a phenom- ph- uh, phenomenon he is, he's got almost a quarter of a million. Um, follow us on his on his Facebook page. That's actually a good cartoon version of him. That's what he looks like.
1: He looks like Superman.
0: He does look a bit like. Well, he's a, he's a super ice cream maker. I'll tell you <laughs> that much. Yeah, two hundred twenty five thousand. 225,000 wow. followers and people just track him and then when he says I'm coming to your area you just rock up have a lovely ice cream and then he, he heads off into the night again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did, Did you not interview him when you got
0: well, there? No, no. T- I, I kept a low profile. The, to be honest there's always queues and stuff so you don't want to obviously well, stop we, him from his trade. He must ne- be worth a fortune.
1: We need to do an exclusive on this guy <laughs> Mister T. t. Who he is. Yeah. The secret yeah. identity
0: of Mr. T. t. Well, you kind of know who he is. He's not like the Banksy of ice cream. <laughs> 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 I like it though. <laughs> so there we are, Mr. T. So yeah, I would recommend Mr. T um and everything. Um when he's coming to your area. And I mentioned I touched Did I talk about Orange Twirls last week? Yeah. Oh I did, yeah, because we still don't know when they're coming out. But uh, <laughs> hopefully I was hoping because obviously doing South Birmingham Radio with Bourneville being in South Birmingham, I was hoping they'd they'd contact the show and, and tell me when these twirls these are coming out because everybody's Everybody's waiting for oh, them.
1: Oh, no, I don't think you mentioned it on the show. Oh, no. You mentioned it to me downstairs. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. no.
0: Yeah, because, you know, like 12 is just, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best chocolate bar I go. It's my favourite chocolate mm. bar. And I quite like, you know, the orange. Um
1: Cadbury's cream, egg things. I know the
0: Terry's chocolate orange. Terry's chocolate orange. I love those. So I love those as well. But they're bringing out an orange twirl, right? And everybody's just up for this. All you chocoholics everywhere go, oh my God, this could be the best. Um, I I put it on Twitter. I put, this could be the best chocolate bar in the whole entire history of confectionery ever. Hmm. And they put, no pressure then. Cadbury's got back to me on Twitter. (laughs) Um, But apparently they've been out in Australia. And I said this on my show. I said, I don't know why. Um, Cadbury's is oh, British it's, well, it's Cadbury, not really British I anymore I Cadbury but... are bringing out yeah. chocolate bars in Australia maybe
1: there was like a test market or something oh, this is
0: it I think they're just perfecting it yeah, for, yeah. for Bronze Grave and ready for you
1: caps. to meet <laughs> your expectations <laughs> Tristan
0: so but hopefully we'll have uh, details of that and then um yeah should we should 12. we do a
1: live taste
0: test Tasting, yeah we could do you think we've have you got the willpower to like not open it until we yeah
1: <laughs> let's do one let's do one on the show when it comes finally we'll out try and
0: get us all from as well. yeah. um bromsgrove let's move on to sport now um bromsgrove sporting they had a busy bank holiday weekend i don't think they ever had time to eat twirls and things or or stop off at Mr T's. So or maybe, uh, maybe they did. Um, they beat Leicester Road in the FA Cup on Saturday 2-1. Sporting scored two goals in three minutes. McDonald's and Dowd popped up. And then there weren't many chances for the rest of the first half. In the second half, um, Leicester Road got back. Um, Langham got a penalty. And then they thought they'd equalise, but it was ruled out from off for offside. Finished 2-1. So all good there on Saturday. Then, on Bank Holiday Monday, they had a local derby away to Stabridge, Now, Starbridge are a nice established team at this level. Bromsgrove have just come up on the back of three straight promotions. So, you know, we've got to give them a bit of space and time. Um, Bromsgrove took the lead in after 11 minutes through McDonald again. Then Starbridge scored two goals on the 19th and the 30th minutes, Taylor and Brown. All goals came in the first half hour. So you could have had a ball for a <laughs> Um, if you know what was going to happen, it uh, finished 2 1. Um, it was close though. Um, Stabridge had 10 shots on goal, uh, 3 on target, and Bromsgrove had 7 shots on goal, but 4 on target. So it was a fairly evenly matched. So I think Bromsgrove are holding their own here, but it's going to be a testing season. Um, I'm not sure the fans should be looking towards promotion yet. Um, but we'll watch this space. They've got Bambury this Saturday. Bambury are in eighth. They've got two wins, two draws and one defeat. Sporting are in 13th with one win, two draws and one defeat. So get yourself down. I think it's at the Victoria Ground. Um, one win, two draws, one defeat. So they've got a game in hand there. Um, Bromwich Grave are 13th at the moment. But that's, that's, that's pretty good because uh, their friend just come up.
1: I haven't seen them play this year yet. But obviously last year, Jason Crowley was always yeah. front and centre. and doing. Yeah. Is, is it a different team?
0: Um I think whenever someone like that is going to go, you, you're going to have an impact. So the frustrating thing about Cowley is I've been keeping an eye on him and a lot of people I know have been watching it and he hasn't had many minutes for Stevenage. So it just he seems it back. seems a shame that he's like sat on the bench there when he could be firing yeah. Bromsgrove Sport into the next level. Yeah. Um, but we can't say that because I mean the players there that are doing a great job mm. um, and um, yeah, they're, they're holding their own and um, hopefully we'll get a win against Banbury this Saturday. Droitwich Spa, they've been on a bit of a break. Um, they've got Wensfield away um, at the cottage ground in Wensfield, which they share with Willenhall Town. It's a 3pm kickoff, as is the Bromsgrove one. So traditional English 3pm Saturday kickoffs for Bromsgrove and Droitwich. So that's a cup match for Droitwich. So we wish Droitwich and Bromsgrove well this week. Tennis next. Now we had this great tennis guy last week, didn't we, about um, Cameron, he made it through to the Road to Wimbledon final. And Sajid Javid, the Chancellor, actually tweeted in midweek and he said, uh, what, was he, what did he say now? He said, congratulations Cameron, um, we're one serve closer to having a Bromsgrove on centre court. Amazing. So I thought that was quite nice of the Chancellor to say that to him. Well, the teenage players from Bromsgrove Tennis Club have been in action at the 2019 Torquay Open. There's 300 top young players from all over the country um, Imogen Sinclair, she won the ladies and was runner-up in the under-18s and under. Um, Joe Hart and Josie Ward were runner-up in the 16s and under singles sections. And Finn Cook, who's their kind of like main um, adult um, main player, um, he was runner-up in the men's singles and doubles. There's plenty of other double success with three pairs making the semi-finals. There was Tom and Cameron Owen in the boys under-14s and under. The Josie Ward and... Imogen Sinclair partnership in the 18s and under and Harley Jones and Josie Ward in the 14s and under mixed doubles on that one. So James Griffiths and Luke Petit, um they have got a story going in this week, they said they're immensely proud of all their juniors for their efforts and they'll learn so much from their experience. Bromsgrove Tennis Club statistically has the highest achieving young players in Herefordshire and Worcestershire. Mm-hmm. So we're leading the way in the tennis and coaching at all levels starts four years old and the oldest player... Bronco Tennis Club have a
1: guess
0: 85 90 wow there you go um, so everyone's welcome down there and they've actually got an open day coming up on September the 14th from 11 till 12 um, top player Finn Cook will be taking on some of the top juniors there's free coaching from all le- for all levels and ages uh, 12 till 1 with a free racket for the first 8 mini tennis players that's 4 to 8 year olds that sign up. He's called James Griffiths on 07973 six seven nine three. That's 07973 six seven nine three. Or Luke Petit on 07487 710447. 07487 710447. Don't worry if you didn't get those numbers, of course. Stories on the website, as always. And that's about it for the news and sport. Claire's next. Well, you're back now, in a minute, with uh, with all your entertainment roundup. For all the things to
2: do and see this week. It's Claire Bolivant with this week's What's On Guide.
1: Thanks, Tristan. Yes, I'm here to give you a few ideas of fun things to do and see this week in town. And we'll start off on Saturday, the 31st of August, with the open day and barbecue happening at Round Hill Allotments. In Licky End. We had these guys on the podcast last week and they were truly lovely, really great people, and they've got big plans for Roundhill allotments. And also a nice new shiny clubhouse to hold functions and events galore in. Hopefully the weather will be lovely on Saturday. So they're planning a barbecue and there's gonna be fun for the kids, etc. But I do feel like this is the start of a big event calendar of events and things they're going to have going on there they're going to be a great group to get in touch with and get involved with so if you are local to Licky and you you like your gardening and your allotments and things do get involved with this group roundhillallotments.btck.co.uk for all the details and do get yourself there on Saturday for their barbecue Also on Saturday, it's the Bromsgrove Fire Station open day, 12pm until 4pm. There's going to be police and fire vehicles on display. There's going to be a smokehouse demonstrations, and loads going on. It's a free event, and it's not just fun, but also really educational. So it's great to take your kids to, and hopefully we'll see you there on Saturday between 12 and 4. Then perhaps after that, you could have a stroll over to Sanders Park as the Avon Bank Brass Band. They're going to be performing in the bandstand. Take a deck chair or a picnic, or just take a stroll around the park and listen to the lovely live music from 2.30 until 4.30 p.m. It's another fun, free thing to do on a Saturday. Then in the evening... Who likes a bit of outdoor theatre? Well, if you do, you're in luck because Private Lives will be on at Hanbury Hall and Gardens. WR97EA is the postcode via SatNav. And this is an outdoor adaptation of Noel Coward's celebrated comedy, an evening of sparkling entertainment, they promise us, nostalgic music and delicious one-liners. You can't beat a bit of Noel Coward, can you? The gates open at 6pm, so do try and get yourself along there. If you haven't been to one of these outdoor theatres, events try it I promise you try it it could be one of your most favorite things to do it is mine so definitely try it and you can't beat Hanbury Hall can you it's the most amazing venue Then next week, a few fun things to look forward to. Have we any golf listeners listening to the podcast? Well, on Wednesday, the 4th of September, there is still time to join the golf day at Droitwich Golf Club for St. Richard's Hospice. So it's all for a great cause. You need to be in a team of four. It's going to be 18 holes, They'll feed you with bacon rolls and tea and coffee on arrival. There's going to be prizes and a two-course dinner and a presentation and an auction and even a raffle, etc. afterwards. Stapleford rules, they tell me, and the best two scores count. So it's going to be a great day. So if you do have a couple of golfing buddies that you can all get together and make a team... Do put yourself forward and please help out. This is a great course. At Richard's Hospice are an incredible organisation and it's something lovely that you will be able to do to help out. Telephone 01905 763963 if you want to get involved in that. Then my final picks of the week are on Thursday the 5th of September and it's John Black performing at the Artrix. This guy is amazing. Music lovers will really appreciate his beautiful fingerstyle guitar and joyous vocals weaving a tapestry that is poignant as it is skillful, he's a true artist. So do try and get some tickets to go and see him if you do love your music. O one five two seven five double seven three three O for tickets there at the Artricks. And then my final pick of the week is the On Board the Craft Festival, starting on Thursday the 5th and running on until the 8th at Stoke Prior Sports and Country Club. This is the sistership of the sonic rock solstice, featuring out-of-this-world psychedelic space rock, prog and blues bands from the UK and all over Europe. If that's your thing, do get your tickets quick, because they go very quickly. And I've heard every year this just is getting bigger and better, and the tickets go quickly. So do get them quickly. 0787 342 9241 for all the details on that. Have a great week everyone and remember if you have an event, do let us know so we can let everyone know. Back to you Tristan.
0: Thanks Claire, loads going on, so make sure you get yourselves out and about, especially before the autumn and winter really sets in. And uh loads to do. Remember if you want to get in touch with us about anything you would like covered on this podcast or in the paper, editor at bromsgrovestandard.co.uk dot uk or editor at uk. If you go to our websites bromsgrovestandard.co.uk dot uk and co dot uk there's daily updates um, constantly we give you a lovely 24 7 news coverage we do our best and if you want to join in the conversation I'll tell you where it's all happening it's happening on Facebook Instagram and Twitter so search for our pages there we'd love to hear from you all that's left to say is have a lovely weekend it looks like it could be another bright one there's loads going on as Claire and I told you so get yourselves out there have fun and we'll reconvene with you next week